Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm the thing in the mist. I'm David. <laughs> and today, David Wise had the last has had the last laugh on us all. Yep, plots that always work. <laughs> Machines right. going crazy. It's another day the machines in yep. Return of the Dinobot. Which is a very straightforward title. Yep. It's, it's very upfront. It's not trying to yep. beat around the bush. There's the Dinobot, which is two words. Uh, and, and it has returned. Right, because he's not a Dinobot in the way that most Transformers Dinobots are. He's not a Cybertronian. He's a museum animatronic that has been given... Uh, higher than dog level, but below person level intelligence. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of Dinobot level intelligence. Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, depending upon the the Dinobot specifically, yeah. It's it's, it, it's, uh, um, it's brain maybe a Commodore sixty four like the G one Dinobots. <laughs> What the, they ended up being smarter than that. It, it, it's approaching the intelligence level of the Dinobots from animated when they were created. Uh, but a lot, lot less violent, mostly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, it is... This first aired May 12th, 2012, written by Luke McMullen. This is the only Rescue Bots episode he's written. Hmm. Has he written other things? Not a lot, actually. Uh, an episode of Alias. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Uh, whatever Samurai Girl is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's a TV series or a movie or... It looks like it was a miniseries or something. Okay. This guy's IMDb profile is fairly short. Hmm. Well, you get that sometimes. Anyway, so it is it is foggy in Griffin Rock, as I imagine it is a lot, because they are an island in Maine. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like... I mean, even when uh, when Fallout 4 did a little DLC expansion-y sort of thing that, that was called Far Harbor, uh, that was uh, an island uh, in Maine, uh, and that had a whole, like, mechanic around radioactive fog rolling in. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what they're known for. And uh, and Blades is loving it because he 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 can't fly. Because Danny doesn't <laughs> like flying in the fog. Aww. And uh, and also there is a marathon of the mo- of uh, most dangerous chefs on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious as to what that means. I mean, they've got knives. There's fire. I can definitely. <laughs> Well, seems legit. I'd imagine if it was an actual TV show, you'd be like cooking some of the most dangerous animals, like gator, scorpion, or, or, or whatnot, or, or maybe like that that pu- that Japanese puffer fish that uh, poisons you if you cook it wrong. Ooh. Well, it's just if you cut it wrong, it has a poison sack. If you cut that, you die. Or, well, you, or is it was it something in their blood, and you have to like actually cook it, and it kills it. If you make it properly, it doesn't kill nobody. You just have to do it properly. It's not that hard. I do have to say with all the uh, the movie references that we've gotten in this series so far, I was a little disappointed that we didn't have any monster spirit ghost things coming out of the fog. 
or reference there too. I mean, there there will be monsters, sort of. Yes. Yeah, but, this, uh, but I expected more references to ghosts. No, undead ghost things. That that might have been too far. If you go ghosts, you're referencing the fog. If you go weird things, you're referencing the mist, which um is such a good and bad movie at the same time for me. Like I hate the middle <laughs> bit. I love the punchline at the end so much. <laughs> it, it's wrong, but the first time I saw that, I laughed so hard. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> anyway, the important thing about that Japanese pufferfish is that uh, Louis Jordan totally killed a guy with it on Columbo once. Oh. Ah. Presumably on purpose. Just one more question. Do you know how to cook a fish? <laughs> I only ever eat tuna, so I, I'm not that good at cooking a fish. I that may, I think that's, I, that's literally a line from that episode. Uh, anyway, the uh, it as noted, the fog brings out the weird side of town. People often call in uh, incorrect reports, like that time the mayor saw an elephant that was actually a street sweeper. Maybe their street <laughs> sweepers shouldn't be so elephant-shaped. Well, we do see it later in the episode, and it's not entirely elephant-shaped, but it's got like... It's got, like, an eyeball thingy on the front of it that looks like the helper robot from last episode. Anyway, and indeed they receive one of these uh, these frivolous calls. Uh, it's about a, a dinosaur that's hanging around Doc Green's lab. And so Cody is all, okay, I'll just type that up on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> but then he looks over through binoculars because you can see their science, mad science clifftop observatory thing from their firehouse with these binoculars. Sure, okay, whatever. And he sees Frankie and a giant mechanical dinosaur, the one that vaguely looks like Beast Wars Megatron, behind her. And it kind of seems like Frankie lacks spatial awareness because it has to be right behind her, and then they have to drive there, and, well, it, it turns it's out... It's very foggy. <laughs> it's also worth, worth but, pointing out that also it looks like a zombie. Because it's yes. like yeah, because they still damaged it. and yeah, they didn't actually repair it. They just upgraded its computer. It's got it's got the the Terminator look, sort of. Yeah. Yes, except a T Rex. Yes. Well, the the Mecha Godzilla look. Terminator Saurus. Only more so. <laughs> yes, Terminator Saurus. I mean, that's clearly where that franchise has to go next. Yes. But even though it's a dinosaur, it still has the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, that would be a better <laughs> career move instead of trying to CG him or find out with a good reason why a Terminator keeps aging and looks like current Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And, but I do want to see Genesis him just voice. That looked like... Was that in Genesis or was that in Salvation? That was in Salvation where they did like a yeah. CG Arnold and it looked weird. I like Salvation because I, think, I like sad movies about terrible things happening to Haven't people. they done a CG Arnold in every one of the last three Terminator movies to varying degrees probably. of success? I mean, probably for like special effects, but most of the time he's just old Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the most recent one, yeah. Which sounds like it's actually De okay. Increasingly. I thought it was okay. I saw it. I don't like the I, the idea of what happens in the opening of it. That would annoy the piss out of me. It's it's a bit of a shock, yes. but I really like Mackenzie Davis I, in it, and uh, Linda Hamilton still kicks ass. 
I oh, need yeah. to see that. Maybe I'll uh, I'll rent that digitally from home now that you know I can't go out on my days off. You must upload it from Skynet. Yes. But anyway, dinosaur, menacing Frankie. It's time to call in the rescue bots. Except <gasps> Roll to the rescue. Except it turns out it's not like the Terminator in Terminator 1. It's more like the Terminator in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Because it is now... I've been reprogrammed. I'm now a good dinosaur. I... Oh, now I I just want to see a robot Terminator Arnold serving coffee. (laughs) He's a barista. Oh, it's a Terminator AU story! Yes! (laughs) Set in a coffee shop. Welcome to Skynet Bucks. Which is the thing that I'm growing more to like the prevalence of coffee shop AUs as opposed to the current thing that's cropping up. Quarantine AU? No. <laughs> oh, God. Please, no. 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 Too much reality. No. You must lower this tea bag into the hot water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> must uh, make the foam just oh. right. I cannot self percolate. Oh. For me. oh, the percolator. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I am sorry. That is the best pun I've had in a while. Oh. Percolator 3, Rise of the Cappuccino Machines. <laughs> anyway, this, I, this... I can go for a good coffee shop, AU. you? Now that so I'm the... not living it anymore. <laughs> So this I cannot understand why you seep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, no, no! I do not know why this is cre- giving me such creative ideas. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, yeah, this dinosaur has been na- renamed Trex and kind of been given like a cartoon dumb guy voice, like "Oh, I, I want to see the rabbits, George." So, like Grimlock. Yeah, but like kind of Grimlock, dumber? but more of like a Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Suppose. Like if Grimlock was Fred Flintstone. Okay. Oh, the, now I just want to recast the Flintstones with the Dinobots. <laughs> but then what would they have as all their machines? Like people? Um. Like like you're feeding your garbage into a person and the person's all like, it's a living. Oh, I wish for death. <laughs> That's, well, I guess you can do dark, like man. Um, <laughs> various Predacons or something. Just other animals that are smaller than dinosaurs. <laughs> That are robots also. Yeah. Or just shark to come anyway. everywhere. Anyway, so he's been programmed mostly to uh, guard the lab, get coffee, even though Doc Green is more of a tea man, and also do what this show claims is the Macarena. But listen, I did not live through 1995 for you to call this mockery the Macarena. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> didn't seem right. All the... Um, I guess it was trying with its tiny little arms, although the arms aren't entirely accurate to how T-Rex arms should be, that the claws should be pointed inward, although maybe that wasn't entirely accepted knowledge uh, at the time the show was, or at least widely, the scientific community probably knew, archaeologists probably I, knew about it, but, you know. I do worry about this 
robot, this damaged robot dinosaur's ability to make coffee with those tiny little arms, but I guess it can manage somehow. I mean, obviously they're not licensing Los Del Rio, but trust me, the, the, there were, trust me, younger listeners, there was a time when this was inescapable. Yeah. For six months, yeah. Yeah, and, well, and then for another few years at, like, weddings for well, embarrassing it, it was a It was a tale and as a joke and in references and movies and everything for a while longer, but it was... It was inescapable for a bit. Yes, it was. <laughs> but it did not outlive the funky chicken at weddings. <laughs> that is unstoppable. Oh, okay. Uh, and and uh, the, the doc can control all this with his gauntlet. Yes. Because it turns out that somebody has been breaking into their lab and not taking stuff, but leaving stuff. Which, sure, that, um... That's more suspicious and frightening than, like, somebody breaking They're into your just... house and stealing something. Whereas breaking into your house and leaving objects behind, it, um, that's scarier? No, but they're just totally okay with this. This is fine. I this mean, is fine. Well, they're not totally okay with it, in as much as they have hired, no. or, you know, they've programmed this. A giant dinosaur. But they haven't called the police. They haven't not brought the stuff into their homes. Yeah, like, I don't know, throw this out, yeah. toss it in the ocean. <laughs> well, yes. Doc Green is a mad scientist, so uh, it's understandable. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is either the work of a rival mad scientist or the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, yeah. Although one of them. I, one of those. I do appreciate that Doc Green says someone is breaking into his house, he or she... <laughs> Although he could have, like, they. They is a perfectly good word. <laughs> it works. Use I, it. I, I, I don't think we were quite at they yet in 2012. Well, they they was already, like, well, yes. the actual term. It's been that way for, like, a century or more. It's just, it hadn't gum, become into standard useful parlance again as, as the appropriate. You don't know they. And some people prefer they, anyway. Anyway, so they, uh... They have to head back into town because the mayor has uh, reported a short man in a hard hat looking spe- suspiciously at City Hall, which they all immediately <laughs> recognize is a uh, is a fire, fire hydrant. hydrant. It's it's the fire hydrant. Come on, come on, guys. Yeah. So cut to uh, cut to tracks. You know he's in the fog again. And, hey, there's there's a there's a shadowy figure there who seems to have. A monocle and definitely a fully realized character model that we cannot fully see. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah, it, it, we don't get a clear look at the character model this episode. It's a really good character yes. model, though. It 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 feels very much like the design was. It feels like two character models that were merged together in a way because it's like got like a vest with shoulder pads and and a like a nineteen twenties. Like, white shirt with the armbands, like he's a bartender or something? I get strong anime villain vibes off this guy. I could see that. Yeah, this is like a villain from, like, Black Butler or something. I get, no, I get strong steampunk villain vibes off of this guy. He he doesn't have, in the look I saw, he didn't have any noticeable gears, but the monocle. Yeah, monocle, but it's not, I don't think, I don't know that it's like a high-tech monocle. 
Yeah. No, it, it, it's an oldie timey monarchy. You don't need a high tech monarchy. <laughs> or it should it should be like shape. Anyway, we don't actually see him until. Do we see him next episode? I didn't. I didn't yes, we did. Okay. But if he if he's a steampunk guy, he should have like a monocle that's actually made. It's like a gear with a lens in it. Oh, that would hurt. Yeah. Well, yes, but, but gotta make sacrifices. He just hasn't put all his accessories on or something. But, you know. He's well, you know, before there. you leave your evil lair, take one thing off. Yeah. Well, he he took two or three things off. He's not wearing an overcoat, and he's no there's no hat, and and he vaguely kind of looks like um Vincent Price a little. Apparently, he's supposed to look like Basil Rathbone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see, I can see that, that, but. Like the hairs, I don't remember ever seeing Basil Rathbone with that hairstyle. Mm. Anyway, so he has. Uh, so this guy, he has the uh, he has the gauntlet, and he uh, uses it to access or to, to get into Trex and reprogram him. You can tell he's been reprogrammed because his eye turns red, red for evil. <gasps> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We still left him with evil mode in. Oh no! You gotta watch out for that. You can't just leave him set to evil mode. I don't know why I didn't take this out. <laughs> mm. Also, just having everything controlled by like one armband gauntlet thing—that's that's your single point of failure. It's a single point of failure, and there's where all your problems are going to come well, from. And luckily, this guy just drops it as he takes off. And, yes. and Trex goes in, plugs into the computer, ostensibly to check for viruses, but instead, he puts the virus in himself. Oh no! And indeed, it's David Wise's revenge, because it's now a full-on day of the machines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And also, Boulder has now destroyed the White City Street Sweeper because he thought it was an elephant. Aww. <laughs> Again, they need to have street sweepers that are less elephant shaped. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the street lights are going nuts. Uh, the sprinkler systems go on. Garbage trucks start delivering garbage. Yeah, it's to the mayor. They just dump it right on the mayor's porch. Also, my notes at this point just say this is why you don't do any of this. Yeah, well, oh, it's, it's the it, it's the Internet of Things, deadly <laughs> things. Yeah. The the newspaper delivery I don't know why the newspaper delivery robot apparently has like a child assisting it, but it starts throwing I mean, I assume that that was like a paper boy, but I guess it could just be some random young man or boy who happened to be in the way of the newspaper delivery <laughs> floating robot thing that is pelting him with newspapers. Or he was harassing it because maybe that's the holographic newspaper delivery bot that replaced him. Yeah, yes. maybe it stole his job. <clears throat> yeah. C- correction, print is not dead. You yeah. are dead. <laughs> I was just looking up one thing and I, I found it. They made a toy of the shark from last episode. Kind yes, of. Yes, they did. Well, it's the shark. It's a subsequent shark from a different episode. It, it is, but still, mm-hmm. they, they made a shark. Like, I'm surprised how many things from the show they actually made toys of, because I really never <laughs> looked at the toy line. Anyway, the lawnmower robot is back. The lawnmower man again. Okay, we have, we have the mist. We have the lawnmower man. Stephen King is having revenge in this episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have to fight. Uh, I don't know the giant steam press from the Mangler. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised. 
This is definitely, uh, given the number of classic cars on this island, somebody's probably dealing with a Christine. Oh, yeah, it would have been nice to see somebody chase. Oh, the, the guy who always goes fast. It'd be nice if he was chased by his car, but that doesn't happen. Oh, they're like playing John Carpenter music uh, while need he's doing a, so. Uh, yeah. Need a, a truck with a green goblin face on it for some reason. Yes. Uh, I mean, everything <laughs> needs that truck. Yes. Who made who? Who made you? If, if guy, he, getting, guy getting attacked by a vending machine. <laughs> well, th- that's basically the paper <laughs> delivery thing. If we get Green Goblin in the new MCU, and there is not a reference to a goblin face truck, I will be sad. <laughs> <laughs> or a van or something. Just have that the goblin face on the front of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, they... Not only do they have to deal with his lawnmower, but it's uh, brought reinforcements. Yes. yes. Yeah, they have a lot of horrible buzzsaw monster robots on this island. Yes. Like, I don't know why they have so many. And speaking of things why I don't, there's so many, there's the poison trucker again. Yeah, I was surprised, <laughs> like, with the giant barely strapped down thing. Oh, it's... Well, just heading through town, delivering <sighs> my load of poison. <laughs> You, you gotta, you gotta deliver the poison somehow. Like after last time, like I find a better way. Admittedly, at least he's not driving the mountain roads again. But it's in the middle of town. It's just like listen, buddy. I don't buy the poison. I just truck it. Somebody keeps buying poison. From, from where to where? <laughs> what is this delivery system? But uh, Chase does a very. Uh, it's a very Michael Bay uh, leap. Over yeah, it to it, save this old lady. It's basically the leap that Ironhide does in the first movie. Yes. <laughs> it's very dramatic for Chase to be doing. And there's also a guy who's texting while he's driving. His <gasps> moped. Texting while driving on the scooter that was designed in a previous episode. What was it called? The Turbo Scooter? Yes. So that's apparently already been mass produced. Well, to be fair, we don't know that... I mean, the one that was being tested in the previous episode could have just been an upgraded version oh. of a mass-produced model. That's possible. <laughs> That's okay, then. And uh, Chase has the, the, a pretty great and kind of gross line that uh, if your eye is not on the road, the rest of you soon will Oh, be. yeah, that was dark. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's dark, man. I mean, uh, By which I mean your organs. If yes. anybody's going to say it, it's going to be Chase in the show, but still. Well, yes. So everybody, you know, so everybody, and uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, the doc is trying to run an antivirus program from his tablet. Very uh, exciting antivirus. <laughs> Very exciting progress yeah. bar. Oh, yeah, the progress there. bar. There's a big, uh, th- there's a big progress bar. Uh, Frankie has to sort of evade the dinosaur. At one point, she does a Fred Flintstone yabba dabba do slide on his tail. Yeah, well- Except for the yes. tail slide, like like the progress bar action, just remind made, made me reminded me of like so many '90s movies. Oh, absolutely! Like when the progress bar was like an action scene. Oh, of course, there'd be yeah, and obviously, well, I mean, it, it it all goes back to I think maybe the first instance of this might be the ticking nuclear bomb in Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Bond stops, of course, when the clock is at zero zero seven. <laughs> He had to wait for it. He had to I mean, Trump was fighting a guy with a deadly hat. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just talking gold bars at him. It's dumb, but I appreciate, like, 
I hate the trope that like a clock will always stop on like one second left. It annoys me. So stopping on seven is like, oh, haha, that's funny. But at least it's not one. The one always pisses me off. No, it has to stop on the one because that's the most dramatic moment for it to stop at. You can get down to single digits. That's dangerous enough. (laughs) Like, if this clock is badly wired, a one is going to explode anyway. That's fair. So uh, so Heatwave rescues the mayor, and he is none too pleased when he finds out that this is partially Doc Green's doing for putting the whole town on the cloud. No one could have ever seen this coming. <laughs> and meanwhile, the rescue bots are just going to fight these uh, lawnmowers with pipes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're just going to have to beat them up. And we totally get some Zack Snyder, like, slow-mo, then fast-mo. <laughs> yes. So, you know, release the Snyder cut of uh, Rescue Bots, I guess. Oh. Yeah, this episode's actually like three hours long, and there's a, there's a long subplot about Amy Adams. <laughs> no. Re- release no. the butthole no. cut of Cats. <laughs> Do not release the butthole uh, uh, cut of Rescue Bots, because it is also here where we see Mr. Pettipaws. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Pettipaws is like almost a jump scare. It, yes. It's the cat scare. <gasps> yes. I love a good cat scare, because you're scared, but then there's a cat. Yes, and Mr. Pettipaws is perhaps the least frightening of cats. Yes, yeah, big, big fluffy, fluffy kitty. White, fluffy cat. It's like, no, well, it depends upon the cat scare in movies, especially since half of them involve someone off screen throwing a cat. <laughs> Not sure I like those, especially considering where they're throwing a the cat sometimes. Yeah, don't throw cats. Well, one of my favorites is the... Is the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie End of Days, where somehow there's a cat scare that happens when Schwarzenegger opens a fridge? Oh, what? Okay, the, sure. Because there was a cat in the fridge. Why? That's not where cats go. No. Cats don't belong in the fridge. I guess that's where the food is. I mean, well, obviously the cat's okay, because the cat gets out of the fridge when Schwarzenegger opens it. But he's like, ah, the cat. <laughs> no, it's only a cat that's a fridge. I believe this is the same uh, movie where he makes himself a pizza milkshake. <laughs> That's not a milkshake. That's well, no. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this guy, you know, he lives alone, so he's making, he's putting like pizza and like old Chinese takeout into a blender, and then he just drinks it. I I live alone, what? and I have not I, done that. Sure, no. yet. Give me a little longer. <laughs> Give me a few more weeks of not going out. I mean, this is the same movie where he has to fight through an entire cabal of of Satanists to prevent the devil from having sex on New Year's Eve. He just wants to have fun. I don't think I ever actually saw this movie somehow. I Maybe I did like I once when it's, it was new. I mean, it's not, it's sort of later period Arnold. It's extremely not good. Yeah, but yeah it's like late 90s. Well, in fact, it's 1999, because not only is it New Year's Eve, it's the turn of the millennium. Oh. 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 Yeah, those. It's the end of days. Not a good time. That's not great. Uh, Well, in fact, his sidekick is Transformers Robots in Disguise actor Kevin Pollack. Ooh. Anyway, so they've... Beaten up all these. So anyway, they they're fighting these landscapers. Doc Green's antivirus progress bar has reached a hundred. Everything is okay, except for Trex, and they know he's coming. 
because of some Jurassic Park water vibrations. Of course. You gotta do that. You gotta do the Jurassic Park. So they are going to reference the fog, but we'll get some Jurassic Park water vibrations. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the fog was not, um, it wasn't Jurassic Park big. Okay, fine. No. Or Jaws big. No. They could have referenced the mist. They could have had just, like, things with tentacles wandering around there that were like, oh, it's a garbage collector that's just got tentacles and it wanders by or something. Or Predator or Alien, which we were referencing previously. We did reference that earlier. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm certainly doing enough Schwarzenegger impressions in this episode for no good reason. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we're just in that mode now. We brought up Terminator and now it's just Schwarzenegger all the way down. During the fight, I noticed that, like, some of the robots have, like, battle goggles that show up. And all of them were wearing goggles, except for Boulder, who's the construction worker who you'd most likely think should have goggles. Well, maybe he's got them built in. Maybe he's his secret. That's his secret cap. He's always wearing goggles. (laughs) Also my secret. Well, he does have different eyes than everybody else. And he's also a big green guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's the Hulk, is what I'm saying. And there's also a gag here where Blades says that he should have his own reality show, America's Foggiest Rescues. <laughs> He's very proud of this idea. It's adorable. He's so good. He's such a baby. <laughs> and anyway, with his help, they take down Trex, uh, Wedge Antilles style. Yes. <laughs> so they, they've, they've sort of got it subdued, but, you know... They kind of don't want to just demolish it because this is not that kind of show. And also, Frankie is quite fond of it. Yeah. You know, so e- back before it went crazy. Yes. So even though it is still in evil mode, it will still respond to verbal commands, which means that they can make it go get coffee. So they have to race back. So it races back to Doc Greens. They have to race it back there and complete their mission before it can make him a cup of coffee. Yeah. Thankfully, it, it does... takes a few minutes to make coffee if you're doing good coffee. It's not an instant yes. coffee. It's, they don't have a K-cup machine. Takes him a also... while to properly prepare hot brown water in a spherical container. Yes. Yes, as Chase explains <laughs> what coffee is. Mm-hmm. Hot brown water. Spherical I prefer container. a... I... I prefer hot brown, slightly more translucent water. I'm much like Doc uh, Green. I'm more of a tea man. Ah. <laughs> tea is good. I need more. Maybe it's harder to uh, manipulate the tea bags with dinosaur arms. This is possible. Mm. So they've uh, they finally got him. They've got him devirused now. Everything is fine. Trex is fine. The city is totally trashed. <laughs> Yes, as they notice when the fog clears, and they say that it looks like Cody's room, which isn't oh. very nice. Like, oh, I liked it better when there was fog. Yes. Because we very rarely do you see the aftermath of the day of the machines. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure there, you know, there's garbage and probably newspapers scattered all over. Yeah. Body parts of the people that those lawnmower things got to first. Why are those lawnmower things so scary? Why aren't they just, like, reasonable? <laughs> we have big lawns in Griffin Rock. Why aren't they just, like, l- like 
big Roombas or something, you know? I mean, They've they, got to be, mean, like, yeah. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, there are robotic lawnmowers. Those are a thing. Well, yeah, but yeah, they but don't these, usually these have like, big old Yeah, and they don't look... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't look like, uh, wood you know, killbots. These, I mean, they're, well, yeah, they look like wood chippers, basically. And that's they're, not they're com- what a lawnmower is. They're combine harvesters, but the size of a car with an angry face on top. They're, they're <laughs> yes. part chopping mall killbots. They, yes. they look like that thing that people get fed into in the roller coaster in nothing but trouble. Mr. Bone Stripper. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, oh, let's, let's move on away from that movie. That's a, that's a horrible movie. Oh. Can I offer you a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that movie is terrible. <laughs> so anyway, it turns out things are even worse for the town because it turns out that Mayor Lusky has decided after another catastrophic failure that uh, Doc Green is totally fired. Aww. Aww. I mean, I get it. This was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. that's sort of where the plot is going here. That's the sort of dun-dun-dun at the end. But, yeah, that's like... That's a, a heck of a job to have to find a replacement for. Well, I, I believe that will uh, that will be the main thrust of the next two episodes. Ooh, two episodes. <laughs> two parters. That's right. It is a rare Rescue Bots two-parter. Although this is kind of the kind of a three-parter here. This is the before the storm to uh, the other two episodes. Uh, other voices. Oh, okay. So, and indeed, we see this same shadowy figure lurking outside City Hall, and once more, he's dropping important evidence, which I guess <laughs> is his. I, I, this is either his Mastercard or his credit card. I'm not sure which. Yeah, he's dropping. Like he's Doesn't so clumsy. Oh, sorry, his, like, either either his Mastercard or his business card, rather. Doesn't it sort of like bend on its way down? Like maybe this is his Metro card. This is like his his public transit card for you know evil public. Oh transit. man, then he's, then he's getting back to the fair and he's these trying. I I, sw- I swear I've got it. Evil science public transit. And uh, yeah, so this guy just constantly dropping evidence, and it indeed has that sinister M logo on it. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> and uh, that is the episode, ending on a bit of a down note, obviously. Yeah, like, he got fired. <laughs> That's sad. You can't just yeah. lose a job on a little kid's show. Especially since I, I don't know what the employment opportunities are on this uh, on this island, and and I worry about him uh, doing anything else because as the, as they say in in uh, Ghostbusters, I I've been in the private sector. They expect results. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, yeah, that no one could have ever seen this coming. I mean, <laughs> you get all this stuff like this hooked up to one main central control thing and yeah this is this was a horrible accident waiting to happen so. i mean listen you, you you've lived on this island presumably your entire life you know that a day of the machine you probably have like a day of the machines every year yeah the day of the machines is just thursday <laughs> 
Thursday of the machines. Semi-annual holiday. Yes. So yeah, that's... Uh, I'm sad. Sad for Dot Green getting fired. Was he gonna just find some other town that has, like, a, a chief town municipal mad scientist? It's not like some fantasy story where you can just go be a wizard in some other king's court. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh, I, I may, I'm going. I'm going to hit the West Coast. Going to uh, Wyvern Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending upon where this is in the series, um, Mech might be hiring. Oh, that's a good point. You can go go work for them. He's got experience with robotics. Oh, uh, don't yeah. don't don't give this man like weapons grade munitions. <laughs> no. That's why uh, Silas was able to kill, like, all five members of Mech, because Doc Green had just killed the rest of them accidentally. <laughs> Oof, no. Womp womp. You know, not, not, you know, you know, maliciously or anything. It was like, it was like a, an Inspector Clouseau movie. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, this is considerably plottier than most, uh, Rescue Bots episodes, and, uh, yeah. that plot is going to continue next time. Oh, man, Goodness. this is a lot for little kids to follow. It is. And they can follow it only on The Hub. <laughs> and also on Netflix. Yes. Now on Netflix. Yes. On Partially Discovery on Netflix. Kids or whatever it is now. Yeah. I think it actually might still be on that. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think so. A new I, th- season I think the new one is on that. I don't know about these old ones. No. Yeah. So uh, of course we'll be back next week. But uh, you can until then. Um, you can find us. Oh, oh, and of course I have forgotten once more, <laughs> as per tradition, uh, David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes. Hey, a couple minutes of QQ Sentai. Go go five. Uh, this week, two red hot Saima beasts. Um, the the. Calamity monster villain's mother, Grand Witch Grandine, is yelling at them because they couldn't kill the rangers from deep space or whatever. Is that like the Grand Wizard? Did they did they fight the clan? No, th- th- this series doesn't have any main villains that wear pointy hoods. That would be previous series, like I think the very first Ranger series, Go Ranger. Go on, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Like I think the villain had like a big pointy head, but it was also sort of shaped like he was shaped kind of like a ninja throwing star, sort of. Okay, only more elaborate. Anyway, whatever this episode, um, the the voice of Asuka is driving on a motorcycle and she wants to join the Rangers, and that's probably a subplot. But she gets shoved off because she's comic relief. There. Like, their dad is forcing all the boys to pilot in, like, a test cockpit for some new machine. Surprise, there's going to be a mid-series giant robot upgrade. Oh, no. And, like, it's electrocuting them for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> that's not great. Like, just they can't pilot it well enough, and it shocks the shit out of them. That That's ridiculous. Because <laughs> they're father is kind of horrible. Meanwhile, the Pink Ranger is going on a bus trip to deliver something to a mountain research lab. And then there's a bank robber that takes ho- hostages on the bus. And, and at this point, well, um, my internet or this shout streaming site was going really badly, so I only skimmed the rest of the episode. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't get it watched in time, so I'm not entirely sure what went on. But 
The plot of the episode is the villains are trying to reawaken a volcano, which is not Mount Fuji. Like, which is also in the direction that the Pink Ranger is going on the bus that has been hijacked. And Is and... it is it not mm-hmm. Mount Fuji in the same sense that Mount St. Hillary was not Mount St. Helens? <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Because I don't think okay. they actually say the name of the mountain. They say the name of the research facility they're going to. So it is which... Mount Fuji, but not officially. Yeah. Okay. Or, or at least in what I saw, because as I said, I had to skim through the episode to finish it in time. Mm-hmm. And like reawaken a volcano, they send a monster. Um, what was it called? Uh, Helberus, like it's Hell Cerberus, because it's a three-headed monster with little wings, and its three heads are like Dobermans, which is kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then the Rangers beat the shit out of that. And then, oh no, that that plan failed again. But their mom, in deep space, is so pissed, she sends some energy to reawaken the monster from the very first episode, which was a magma lava volcano monster. And it gets a red repainted upgrade. It resurrects the Cerberus monster. And then the the end of the episode is them kicking the shit out of the rangers, I guess. I kind of skipped to the end. But the the point is, this is actually part one of a two-part episode. So it's okay that I couldn't watch it because it's it's a continuing story. Mm -hmm. And next episode, they get an upgrade. Oh, surprise. I wonder where it's going to come from. Oh, maybe those five trains that deliver the ranger vehicles every episode. Ooh. Trains. Is this going to be Gal Gygar now? Are they going to get train shoulders? Because no. train shoulders are really cool. The train train shoulders in a different way, which um, like they've done train robots in various Ranger series. I think the new series actually has a train robot too. The, mm. I think it just the showed robot up. train. But it's like, in the new series. It's like a train dinosaur, which is a cool idea. As mm-hmm. opposed to the Ranger series Tokuger, which was based entirely around trains, where it was just five trains line up together and then it just sort of stands up and the red in the middle kind of ends up looking like a dick. That sounds like something that does not get an American release. <laughs> yes, that one has not got an American Why release. Why do Americans hate trains so much? And it is the least likely to ever get an American release. Also, it just looks lame. I mean, you could have gone Gal Gygar. Like, train shoulders. It looks awesome. But no, this was just five trains in a line. Arms, legs, crotch. Anyway, another episode. Continue next week. Maybe I'll be able to finish it next time. Or I think I should probably buy the DVDs if this keeps happening. (laughs) Uh, so yes, until n- next time, you can find us all over your net. We have, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. What will we be doing for April? Who knows? Um... Yeah, it, it, it'll it probably just be something off of Netflix, because there's no theaters. Yeah, it turns out movies aren't happening anymore. I so, just wanted yeah. to or, watch New Mutants. Uh, I someday. just wanted to ever see that movie. Maybe it'll True. go direct to streaming. Maybe. they. Yeah. Truly, much like, much like Zeno's Paradox, you will move closer to New Mutants all the time, and yet it remains forever out of your grasp. Yes. 
it's it's a lot like that right now. <sighs> anyway, I might just have to watch The Witch again. Yeah, and just I don't know. I I like to believe that that's a uh, it's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's various things that have come out on DVD that we could possibly watch. Yeah, we'll find we'll something. We we uh, a couple of us poke around on Disney Plus. We can find you know. Yep, we'll figure something out. Hockey duck cartoons. New mutants, mm. maybe they need maybe. to just drop it on Disney Plus. I mean that that would be the weirdest thing. I'm kind of surprised that almost didn't already happen. Uh, but then we got a release date, and yes. then we got this. Yeah. Uh. yeah. So anyway. until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Next week's episode is called "The Other Doctor." Is this the War Doctor or the Valyard? I'm David. It's thirteen. It's a guy I'm kind of surprised hasn't been on Doctor Who. Oh.